You're listening to a message from Victory Carmona. We hope to inspire and encourage you today. Katapatan at kadakilaan 
you, Lord God, for for saving us, God, from that pit. grace to just go and trust in you, God. Psalm 42.5, it says, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. 
How many times have we allowed ourselves to be consumed with fear and hopelessness during this time of pandemic? And how many times have we surrendered to feelings of doubt and discouragement? Yes, we may be facing unprecedented times and there is a lot of uncertainty. Hindi rin po natin alam kung kailan matatapos ito. But the author of Psalm 45 challenged himself to look above his situation and still put his trust in God, his Savior. Because we don't just praise God when everything is doing great, when our finances are flourishing, or when we are healthy. Praising God is an intentional declaration of faith that exalts Him above our current circumstances. Why do we have to fear when the God that we worship has already won the victory? All we need to do is to keep our eyes fixed on Him. Instead of being consumed with discouraging news, why not be consumed with the promises of God in His Word? Church, I pray that as we continue to go through this situation, all the more that we thirst for God, because He alone is our hope and our salvation. He is faithful yesterday, today, and forever. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, forgive us if we allowed ourselves to be overcome by our current circumstances. We forgot to put our complete trust in You and You alone. Thank You for reminding us that the reason we praise You is not because of the blessings we receive, but because of who You are. You, Lord, who commands the heavens and the earth, and who has won the victory more than 2,000 years ago. Father God, give us a heart that is obedient and always longs for Your presence. Help us meditate on Your Word so that our faith will be strengthened more and more each day. All this we ask in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Magandang araw po sa lahat and happy Sunday, Victory Carmona and Manggahan. Ako nga po pala si Marie, I'm one of the volunteers of our church. We continuously pray that you are all safe and well. And we look forward to the day na tayo po ay muling magkasama-sama as one family. In the meantime, We can still meet together virtually through our Unite 714 prayer gatherings, our victory groups, and our online worship services. So if you want to be involved and you want to be connected and attend our online prayer meetings, just reach out to us and send us a message. Now for our time of generosity, let me read to you Luke Chapter 6, verse 38 Give, and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Alam niyo po, we should not hold back on our giving because we can never outgive God. Even in these difficult times, When we are impressed to give sacrificially, let us be obedient to what God commands us to do. 
The seeds that we plant in God's kingdom can grow in ways we can never imagine because God alone can multiply these resources. So let us all give generously and cheerfully at all times. Tayo po ay manalangin. Father God, thank you for letting us experience your generosity. We have seen and experienced your faithfulness, so help us how to respond correctly by giving generously, knowing in full that whatever we have also came from you. May the blessings that we receive become teachable moments for us to become humble and cheerful in our giving. Lord, use these resources to reach out to more and more people who need to hear your goodness and desperately need your salvation. May you be glorified in our giving, Lord. All this we ask in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Isang pinagpalang araw po sa ating lahat. Ang aming po samot dalangin bilang pamilya na lahat po tayo ay nasa magandang kalagayan. Sa ganitong pagkakataon na marami tayong challenges uh, sa buhay. Today we are on our second installment ng ating Mission Continues. We have a very special guest, our missionary sa Cambodia, si Jen Ramos. Jen served as a missionary in Cambodia and has been full-time ministry since 2010. She has helped in the church planting effort in Nampen for three years before being sent uh, to help uh, in another church plant in Cambodia also in Batambang. Uh, Jen Ramos is a graduate of economics at De La Salle University in Dasmariñas. So Jen worked in a manufacturing company for eight years before answering the call to be a missionary. What a noble call! Without further ado, let us hear uh, from Jen Ramos as he encourages us with this word. Chumrapsua Victory, Carmona family, Victory, Mangahan family, I am Jen, your missionary to Cambodia. Most of you do not know me. Ako po ay Tubong Cavite and I was born and I, I grew up in Cavite and it was during my young professional years that um, I was reached out, I was discipled. It was in the small community of Victory Dasma that that calling were cultivated. It was nurtured by the, the leaders and the pastors who were there with me and uh, from there that I was launched into the mission field. I'm so thankful for those people who have invested their time, their effort, everything that they have so that people like me will be launched into the calling where God has called us to be. And before I dive into the word, I would like to give you a brief report of what's happening here in Batambang. Alam you po, last year, last quarter of 2019 until the first quarter of 2020, we were given an opportunity here, our campus ministry were given an opportunity to 
teach inside the campus of one high school here, Netyang High School. We were able to teach uh, two sections, grade 12A and grade 12B, and then COVID happened. So everything went online. And yet, just this week, uh, after six months of uh, being in online, just this week, the campuses are opening up again. And the principal of Netyang High School asked us if we could teach this time their teachers. So I am so thankful for how the Lord keeps on opening doors for us so that we may be able to continuously engage the campuses. Um, another one is that this year is the 10th year anniversary of Every Nation Church Cambodia. So in behalf of our church here in Cambodia, I would like to thank all of you who have been from the start sowing prayers, generosity, support in this nation. And it has resulted to many young leaders who are now serving in full-time ministry with us. And it has resulted in the two churches here in Cambodia, Phnom Penh and in Batambang. So maraming maraming salamat po for holding the ropes for us. And we are now on week two of our series, The Mission Continues. And we hope that at the end of this series, we will not just understand that the gospel is not just meant to change the lives of people, but it's also meant to change nations. Personally, it's my prayer that this message will not just cause you to understand the truth of God, but it will cause you to spring into action. I believe that many of you are called by God to go to the nations. And because of what's happening right now, I would like to encourage all of you, that do not let the pandemic stop you from hoping that one day the Lord will bring you to where you're supposed to be. So let's keep on believing for that. So let me begin my prayer. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity that you have given me to share the word today. Lord, we ask the Holy Spirit to help us understand. And Lord, may it be that the preaching of your word will cause us to spring into action, Lord God, to do what you have called us to do this time so that your mission will continue. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, Buksan po natin ang ating Biblia sa Romans chapter 15. Um, word po natin ngayong umaga. Romans chapter 15 verses 14 to 21. It says here, I myself am satisfied about you, my brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge and able to instruct one another. But on some points, I have written to you very boldly by way of reminder because of the grace given me by God to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles in the priestly service of the gospel of God, so that the offering of the Gentiles may be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In Christ Jesus, then, I have reason to be proud of my work for God, for I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring the Gentiles to obedience by word and deed, by the power of signs and wonders, by the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and all the way around to Illyricum, I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ. And thus I make it my ambition to preach the gospel, not where Christ has already been named, lest I build on someone else's foundation. 
But as it is written, those who have never been told of him will see, and those who have never heard will understand. Romans is a very beautiful exposition of God's grace. And we, we have been studying this for the past few weeks and past few months, and we've learned that Romans 1 to 8 is the doctrinal uh, teaching of God's grace. Romans chapter 9 to 11 is the national aspect wherein Paul explained the election and even the rejection of the Jewish people of uh, the gospel. And in, here in uh, chapters 12 to 16 is the application of what Paul has been explaining from the start. So if we will read from chap chapter 15, sa simula, sa verse 1, ang sabi ni Paul, We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. So, si Paul, he is setting the tone here of what he intended the Roman believers to understand and that he's trying to tell them that it's not about you anymore. It's about others. And then when we go to verse 14, he said, I myself am satisfied about you, my brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge and able to instruct one another. So si Paul, he's actually commending them here. Sinasabi niya, nakakatawa nga kayo, mga Roman believers. Kasi dumating na kayo sa punto ng faith niyo, where you are filled with the knowledge of God's grace and are even able to teach one another. But what is the point of Paul? You see, when the church has come to the point, where the believers has grown and is filled with all knowledge that you can even teach one another, you know that it's time to think not just about the people in the church. It is time to move and do something about those who are not in it. And one thing I really appreciate about the victory is that yung, yung DNA natin, wherein we keep on training, where we keep on equipping believers up to the point that wherein we can teach one another already. But that is not just the goal. We are not just in the church to keep on, you know, fattening ourselves, knowing that there are people outside, there are people and there are people groups who have not heard of the gospel. And that is the point of Paul here in verse 14. See, we cannot be satisfied sitting in the pews of our church, knowing that there are people out there who are in need of the gospel. Church is the only organization that exists not for its members, but for those who are outside of it. And so, ano ba mangyayari when we continue the mission? What happens when the gospel is fulfilled? And there are three things that I want us to understand today. These are the purpose, the goal, and the aim of missions. In verses 15 to 17, Paul said, But on some points, I have written to you very boldly by way of reminder, because of the grace given me by God, to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles in the priestly service of the gospel of God, so that the offering of the Gentiles may be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit, in Christ Jesus then, I have reason to be proud of my work for God. So, sinasabi ni Paul that those things that he had written in the previous chapters about the implications of the gospel as a reminder to them, 
they were not those were not just mere advice. So sinasabi ni Paul, hindi lang mga advice yung mga yon, but he had written them because he come with a God-given authority as a as a minister of Jesus Christ. At ang sinasabi niya na ito daw ay priestly service niya of the gospel of God. Ano nga ba yung priestly service of the gospel of God? Sa Old Testament, ang um, ang mga priests, their job was to offer sin offerings or uh, offerings for the atonement of sin, asking forgiveness from the Lord, and second is that um, they are to offer burnt and thanksgiving offerings out of gratitude and giving service and honor to God. So these sacrifices were offered on behalf of the individuals and people. Now, in the New Testament, we understood that Jesus had made the final and complete sin offering. Pero tayo mga, mga followers niya, we must still bring ourselves and all that we have as offering, as, as, as a sign of our gratitude to God. In response to Jesus' sacrifices for our sins. So, sabi nga sa Romans chapter 12, verse 1, right? That we are offering ourselves, that we are living sacrifices. So here Paul is saying that those Gentiles that he reached out and who are responding to the gospel as his own offering to God, he says that his mission, whatever it is that he's doing, is his way of giving God praise and thanks, which give us point number one. Number one is the purpose. Our purpose and missions is to offer our ministry to God as an act of worship. Alam niyo po, ang central part of our Christian life is not just to fill our minds with God's Word. Of course, it's very important to be filled with God's Word. But that as we are filled with the knowledge of the Holy One, we are hoping that we will make it our mission, that He will be known by the unreached parts of the world. All of us, we were given our own mission field. And whoever it is that you are leading to the Lord right now, just like Paul, is your priestly service to God, your obedience to God's call to engage, to evangelize, you know, to establish believers to the faith. Those are pleasing aroma to God. And it's your very act of worship to God. So everything that we are doing, our purpose in missions is to offer our ministry to God as an act of worship. God alone is glorified. It's not every nation. It's not victory. It is for God. I remember in 2010, while riding the car from Every Nation Leadership Institute to Cavite, we were riding in, in the car of Pastor John Aron, Pastor Gilbert was there with us, Pastor Benji was with us. They were with me and Chris. And um, during our conversation, all of a sudden, Pastor John asked us, uh, what uh, are we doing that time? How are we preparing for, for our people groups? And, and then a suggestion was made by the pastor and they told us, Bakit hindi na lang kayo magpunta ng Cambodia? Why don't you consider helping Doc Demi 
who's planting a church in Pinampen during that time on his first year. And in my mind, I was saying, Lord, is this really from you? Is this an instruction from you? Looking back now, looking back at that conversation of everything that happened for the past 10 years, it was the Lord. I believe it was the Lord who started his ministry here in Cambodia. It was the Lord who initiated planting the church. It was the Lord who sent us here. And it will also be the glory for him. It's not the glory of every nation. It's not the glory of victory. Everything that we're doing in the ministry here is our response to God's goodness to us. And all the glory belongs to him alone, not to the missionaries, not to the pastors, not even to every nation. And then we come to point number two, goal. Our goal in missions is to preach the gospel by the power of God's spirit that will produce obedient disciples. Sabi ni Paul sa verses 18 to 19, For I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring the Gentiles to obedience. By word and deed, by the power of signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and all the way around to Illyricum, I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ. So Paul is telling us what the goal of his mission is, that all that matters to him, ang pinaka-importante sa lahat, is what Christ has accomplished through him to bring the Gentiles to obedience. In chapter 1 of Romans, verse 5, he calls the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith. So yung obedience na sinasabi ni Paul dito is a response and as a result to the reception of the gospel of God and his gift of righteousness. So sinasabi ni Paul, ang goal is not just for the people to have a conversion experience, but what he is talking about is a complete change life. He wants people who are obedient and holy toward God. He said he has won people by word and deed. And it means that he did not only get the message of the gospel across by speaking, but by his life and actions. In verse 19, he said, by the power of signs and miracles. Now, we must not think that this is the only kind of demonstration of the gospel. As we will see, si Paul, he also encouraged the church to care for the poor. But we are not only to declare the gospel, but to embody it in our attitude and in our relationships. That, that's what Paul meant by word and deed. We are to invite people to look deeply in our lives and see how a human life is rearranged by the, by the gospel. Sabi nga ni John Stott, this combination of works and words, the verbal and the visual, is a recognition that human beings often learn more through their eyes than through their ears. Words explain works, but works dramatize words. The public ministry of Jesus is the best example for this. And we saw in Acts that he continued to do and teach through his apostles. So it would be wrong to conclude na 
works only means miracles. One of Jesus' most powerful visual aid was when he took a child into his arms. And during the early church, it was common for them to care for the needy. Alam niyo po, dahil sa COVID, we were able to see how this word and deed looked like. And in the pictures that I'll be showing you today, there is this sibling, um, Sion and Tida. So when the campus is closed in March, these siblings went back to their hometown. And alam niyo po yung ginawa nila. They started discipling their friends in the community. One day they asked me, Ate, can you please send us um, copies of one-to-one here in our hometown? And then after that, they sent me pictures of them. These are the students that they were able to disciple during the pandemic. You see, the pandemic didn't stop these siblings from discipling their own friends in the community. The next picture that I would like to show is that um, during the past six months as well, the Lord opened doors for us so that we may be able to visit the members of our church and be able to give some care packages to them. And some of the families were so blessed seeing how the church cares for them. And that is the demonstration, that's the declaration and demonstration of the gospel. You see, our goal in missions is to preach the gospel by the power of God's spirit that will produce obedient disciples. The things that Tida and Sion did to reach out their friends and how our leaders here uh, were enabled by God to bring care packages to those families. It was because of the spirit of God, the compassion that was put by the Lord in our hearts. That, that's why these kind of things are happening. Now, lastly, let's go to our third point. Paul lays out his strategy for missions. He said in chapter 15, verses 20 to 21, he says, Thus I make it my ambition to preach the gospel, not where Christ has already been named, lest I build on someone else's foundation. But as it is written, those who have never been told of him will see, and those who have never heard will understand. And that is the pioneering spirit of Paul. See, our aim in missions is to preach the gospel where Christ is not yet known. So it means that even in the early stage of the Christian church, Many preachers preferred to build up people who had already been evangelized. It also means that yung strategy, yung aim ni Paul is urban. Yes, he may have not gone to the towns and villages and he may have just focused on the, the, the biggest areas and the cities until a vital growing house churches is established. And then Paul would proceed to another place. Yun yung aim ni Paul. That's, that's what he is saying in the verse, that he is not intending to build on another, on someone else's foundation. Now, sa totoo lang po, when I hear the news in the, back there in the Philippines about our church in Victory, how our, our churches in Cavite has been growing and, you know, keep on planting every, every year or every three years, 
my heart is swelling up with so much joy, but also thinking about what's happening on those parts of the world, like here in Cambodia, wherein the advancement of the gospel is not as fast back there in the Philippines. Somehow, it gives me, somehow, you know, it creates a deep longing that, Lord, I hope that our church here will be the same back in Cavite. I hope that we will be as fast as we are back in, in the Philippines. But, that, but what does this point mean to us? What does it mean to aim to preach the gospel where Christ has not been known? You see, if you would look at the Joshua Project right now, it says there that around 1,750,000,000 has not heard of the gospel. Wag na tayong lumayo. Even just here in Asia, there are around, what, 106 missionaries only in 20 nations. If you would look how big Asia is, you would see the bigness of the need. And what did Jesus say in his word? He said, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Let's pray for the Lord of the harvest to send missionaries to the mission field. I pray that it will also be your aim to preach the gospel where it was not preached. I pray that it will also be your aim like Paul to bring the gospel where Christ is not known. Yes, I am happy with what's happening back there in the Philippines, but I hope you would also think about what is happening out there in the world thinking that there, there are many people groups who are in need of the gospel right now. I want to close by looking at uh, the letter of Paul. So after writing Romans, um, after many years, Paul has a letter to Titus. And he says in Titus chapter 2, verse 11 to 14, he said here, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. In light of what Paul wrote, to Titus and you know the things that we have learned today that the purpose of our mission is you know it, this is to glorify God not to glorify ourselves that our goal is you know to produce disciples who will be obedient to God and that the aim of our mission is to preach the gospel where Christ is not yet known at this time it's like Paul I am very happy seeing our church there in the Philippines is growing that, you know, believers are fully knowledgeable of the grace of God and are able to teach one another. It's my prayer in light of all the things that we have learned today, that we will see ourselves being used by God in whatever capacity, maybe to, to pray, maybe to give, or even to go. I pray we will all respond so that the mission will continue. It says in verse 14 that Jesus gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession.
You see, at the end of everything that we have done, the greatest thing is to know that we are a possession of Christ, that we belong to God, and that there are people out there that God longs to be with, and that you and I can do something about it. As people who are called by God, we cannot let this mission stop even at this season of our lives, even in this pandemic. The mission continues whether we are in pandemic or in normal times. The mission of God continues because it's for the glory of God. It's for those people who are in need of God. And it's for all of us whose goal and aim is to bring the gospel where it should be right now. Let me end this by prayer. Father, thank you for the people who have heard the message today. Thank you, Father, for how you enable us to understand that the purpose of missions is to offer our ministry to you so that it may bring glory to you, Lord God, not to us, not to our church, not to our organization. Lord, that the goal of missions by the power of God's Spirit is to produce disciples who are ready, Lord God, ready to honor you, ready to reach out to others, ready to obey you whatever it takes, and that the aim of the gospel is to go where the gospel has not yet been preached, to bring where Christ has not yet known. I thank you, Father, for at this time, Lord, you are birthing in their hearts the love for you and the love for the nations, and that out of this, Lord God, people will spring into action and do something so that the mission should, should continue. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you were encouraged by the message today. Feel free to share this episode to your friends too. Subscribe and follow us on Facebook and YouTube for videos and updates. For more information about our church, visit Victory Carmona Facebook page.